Welcome back, Questers, to another episode with Success Quest. I am your host, Caleb Vaya, and I'm so excited to introduce to you guys today our special guest, um, podcaster, speaker, whatever you want to call him. He is a founder and CEO of Krish Media and Marketing, author of Fifty Shades of Marketing, and also a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. I introduce to you Naresh. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Caleb. Pleasure to be here. No, the pleasures are all ours. I'm so excited because you obviously have a lot of experience in marketing and in business. And a lot of the listeners, a lot of people who follow us have a lot of, a lot of questions about that because everyone likes business. Everyone loves the idea of business. But I think people get a little bit scared about how they need to go about getting more exposure and making it so people actually go and purchase their products or their services. So we're really excited to have you here, man. Yeah, and you actually let me let me preface this discussion by um, having just a little theoretical, I guess, debate about business and why people might be afraid of it. And I think a big reason is because of the system that we grow up here in the United States, uh, the education system, even the corporate system. People are trained essentially to become corporatists, to become corporate workers. So if you look at the training that our kids are getting in school, for example, the school, the public school system is based on a very old uh, Prussian model from Otto von Bismarck many, many, I mean, it was, it was over 100 years ago. And wow. so that system trained, that education system trained kids to become factory workers because wow. back then, that was really the, the popular job. That was you, you got training so you could work in a, in a factory and join an assembly line and do the same thing over and over and over again. So uh, that's obviously where we are today, especially in this online and digital age that we live in, which is disrupting every industry imaginable. Technology is disrupting every... I mean, if, if you work in an industry and you think that, you're in, that your job or your industry is not going to be disrupted you're going to be sadly mistaken and just ask all those people who lost their jobs in 2008, 2009, all those people who've lost their jobs uh, over the last six years in the oil and gas industry, oil and gas is kind of that good old boys network um, status quo. And and just ask all those people who've lost their jobs. So um, I want to preface this discussion by, by saying that uh, the listeners, you, you as a listener, you've probably been programmed and conditioned to uh, be somewhat anti-business, to be anti, maybe even anti-capitalist, anti-billionaire. We've got presidential debates going on and the, 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 the very popular opinion is billionaires are bad people. Billionaires mm-hmm. are terrible um, because they have all this wealth. And that's just because of um, how we've been trained and groomed by the system to become uh, essentially middle manager or entry level workers for our entire lives mm-hmm. and hold him to a, a set and steady paycheck, which is exactly the opposite of what I preach and what I believe in. I love that. And actually it kind of goes back. Everyone's read quite a few probably business books in their life. Probably one of the most popular ones is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in, in that book, he actually alludes a little bit to that point you're making about how we've kind of been programmed to, to think these evil, bad things about people who've made it and they have lots of money. I think um, Robert goes and talks a little bit about, yeah, Robert Kawasaki, he talks a little bit about um, Robin Hood. You know, that was one of those mm-hmm. things 
that like we we saw in movies like steal from the rich and give to the poor and people were like yeah i'm poor i want that to happen to me you know like that's the idea that we're just kind of like oh my gosh this is what and it honestly it just it kills me inside because like isn't the american dream to be able to get to that point yourself <laughs> you know well, and then I, I don't know please talk to that a little bit well you you bring up a lot of different kind of points and ideas three or four running through my mind first off uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad was the first business book that I read also yeah. going all the way back to high school. So for those listening, if you haven't read Rich Dad Poor Dad, even if you've read other business books, that's really the game changer in my opinion, because that's a first book that opened me up to two ideas. The first idea is what I've just discussed, basically that the education system, it's not a waste, but it does not uh, complement people to be at least financially successful in in the u.s economy and that book was written i want to say 30 years ago yeah it's an old book now (laughs) so 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 it was written like before the internet and um so it was applicable back then and it's even more applicable now oh yeah first thing the second thing that i learned from that book is uh the the anti-corporate corporatist idea that you don't have to have a job to make money and that book was a first, because I grew up, th- I would see my parents or, or my father, he would go to an office every day and come home or really early in the morning and come home at night. And I thought, well, this is, I guess this is the way that people make money in the world. And so when I was 16 reading that book, it was a first introduction. It was like a wake up call. I was like, whoa, like you can actually make money without having a job, without going into an office. You can create your own wealth. You can take control of your own destiny. And that was a pretty breakthrough idea. And I think some people listening to this show, I mean, I know people my age who still don't really understand that. And I'm in my early 30s. And and so for me to to read about that and and understand it at the ripe old age of 16, that concept, it it completely changed my worldview and, and my outlook on my career prospects. And, and what Robert Kiyosaki says, he, he focuses on, on passive, uh, passive yeah. cash flow investments like real estate. Mm-hmm. So he says, look, his first ever property that he bought, he, he went and saw the property and they said that he needed to put 20% down on the property. There was a tenant already in place paying, let's just, I don't remember, it was maybe like $1,000 a month. And so he told them, he said, I don't have any money. And this was obviously maybe even 40 years ago maybe 50 years ago, it was a while ago when laws were very different, but yeah. they said, uh, you need to put, I think not even 20, it was like 10% down back then, maybe five or 10% down. And so he financed the property through a mortgage, uh, 30 year. And then for the down payment back then, they took credit cards for down payments. So he said, can I put the down payment on my credit card? And they're like, yeah, go right ahead. So he didn't pay really uh, on on the day he procured the house or or the property. I think it was vacation rental. He didn't pay anything because the down payment was on credit and the the property was was all on a loan, mm-hmm. and 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 the cash flow was uh, generating more than his than his mortgage. And obviously, he did have to pay off the credit card debt within sixty days or whatever the terms were back then. Which, which I'm sure he scrapped together. But he was like, whoa, I just got this property for like pretty much nothing. And he turned that one property into two properties, into 20, 200, 2,000, uh, tens of thousands of properties. 
Um, and so just he goes through all of this in his book and, and he's basically saying, look, passive cash flow is the way to, to wealth and the way to wealth creation. And so when you read a book like that and you have all these ideas rolling through your head and then you, you turn on the TV and you see people saying that you shouldn't read books like that. You shouldn't gain that type of knowledge because then you're going to become really wealthy and then we're going to tax you 80 to 90% because you don't deserve to be that wealthy. Yeah. Even though I do deserve to be that wealthy because I put in the time, I put in the effort, I read the book, I wanted to improve myself. Um, so, so that's a society that, that we've actually, this is not a recent thing. This, is, this has been going on since the beginning of, of mankind. So yes. it, it's not like I just turned on the TV in 2020 and, and, and this is new. No, this has been going on for forever. I mean, beyond since I was born. Um, and so I just wanted to preface this entire discussion with these kind of theoretical, ideological discussions on, on business in general and, and what good business is. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I get so excited about this because I, at my, at my core, I love entrepreneurship so much. And I know that a lot of people, um, they want to feel that, that, that burning desire that to, to go after their ambitions, you know, but they get things hold them back. And I actually, I totally agree with you, Naresh. If, if you, Questers, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, I want a little bit, maybe more of a taste of what business is like. Yeah. You need to read rich dad, poor dad. If you haven't yet, that is a, that is definitely the, the, a good starting point for understanding how to change your perception of things and, and kind of get a really good grasp of what business is kind of like, you know, he, he describes it very well in his book. And, and, and it's, a, I can tell you right now, it, it's such an amazing book that it's been a best selling book for the entire time it's been out. <laughs> I think yeah, it, it has a record. Number it's one, crazy. Number one best selling book yeah. since, since the you know, first month it came out. And, and Robert Kiyosaki has created an entire corporation around that one book. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he came out with more books. He came out with courses to teach what's oh, yeah. in the book. He's, he's done speaking opportunities, workshops about the book. He hired people to, because he got too busy. He hired people to basically <laughs> memorize the book and do the same thing. Um, it's amazing. So they it's go amazing. around and, and he's, I mean, he created a board game uh, for, for Oh, that's right. Yes. Book. He, he's just, it's great. Like I said, that one book has, has <laughs> created a, not even a small bit, a corporation. I mean, a corporation that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, if not, if not, uh, at least a billion dollars. Oh yeah. Um, and so, and so he gets it and he's really the first one that must've been a pretty breakthrough idea. Now, you know, today we live in a different time, but back then to be like, Oh, Oh, you know, I had oh two different gosh. dads. I had a I had a very educated PhD dad who made sent me to school and told me to get a job. And I had this other dad who doesn't have a college degree, who's wealthy and who did all these things. Um, that back then that must have been a huge breakthrough. And when I read the book, I remember telling my my father about it. And I was like, you know, I've, my friend gifted me this book, and this is what he talks about. And my dad was, I mean, he almost wanted to like throw the book out. He was like, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> He was like, you know, this is this is a type of garbage that, yeah. um, you know, gets people's hopes up and this and that. And uh, I see where he's coming from. But but again, uh, it, it's funny because when my dad retired, he was like, OK, I need to figure out what to do next. Yeah. And the first thing I told him 
I said, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Dang, come back full circle on that. <laughs> that book, seriously, so much value for what? Less than 20 bucks? I mean, like, seriously. Oh, you can get the Kindle. Yeah, you can get the Kindle version for like $10. And you can probably, I mean, just go on your Apple Podcast app or oh, yeah. iTunes. And just type in Robert Kiyosaki. He's done so many interviews talking about this. Um, so... So anyway, um, <laughs> anyways, going back to maybe like talking to, and I, I actually, I love the fact that you were talking about how we, we, we are di- in a different age, you know, a Robert in his time, that was crazy. Right. But now today I feel like, and, and tell me if you disagree. Um, I feel like a lot of millennials, especially we're seeking those, um, success gurus. We're looking for mentorship, people like Gary V Dean Graziosi to inspire us. People want to jump into business more. But they fall, I think, um, the majority of times, they either fail to get their business going or they are too afraid to even start their business because of things like marketing, which is just one of those huge pillars of, of how, why business is successful in the first place. Um, so maybe if you can talk a little bit to my audience, um, what, what exactly is marketing? Do, are we misunderstanding what marketing is? Isn't it just posting stuff on social media? <laughs> is it starting a blog? Like, what is it supposed to be? Well, the number one question that I get uh, about what I do and in my business is how do you get clients? How do you get people to sign up and to hire you to do X, Y, or Z? And like I said, that's number one for anybody. That's, that's like the secret sauce. Um, and so I can tell you what, what, how Krish Media and marketing, uh, has gotten its business, but I can also tell you that, uh, I wrote a book, 50 shades of marketing, which goes through essentially at least not even 50, maybe, I mean, I haven't even tracked how many, but so many different shades of marketing that people can implement and utilize in their own product business. And they don't even have to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. They could be an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is somebody at a company who has an entrepreneurial job function within within that company. And that's how I got started in entrepreneurship because I was an entrepreneur for the company or corporation that I was working at. I was director, uh, kind of a new media director. And so anyway, to answer your question or to go back to Chris Media and Marketing, um, I got started because uh, on the side. My business was... Uh, just a side gig. And I was working full time, had a great job, high paying. Like I said, I was an entrepreneur. And then uh, that side gig started becoming bigger and bigger. And I reached a point, I don't want to say a a point to where I wanted to leave the business, but I reached a point to where a light bulb went off in my mind. And that light bulb was, hey, you know what? If I did go out on my own, I could make it. I could make money. I could like I've kind of figured it out. And until you have that light bulb go off, it's very difficult to get into business and entrepreneurship. Because before I kind of always wanted to be a businessman, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But I didn't like probably most of your listeners and the people who you portrayed leading up to this question, I, I didn't have the confidence and I didn't really know how I was afraid. Um, so that job really gave me the confidence and the experience and the value and the skills to go out on my own to do what I do. Um, and and so Chris Media and Marketing grew uh, just r- or, or really came into existence right off the bat with existing clientele. 
And, and then when I left the company, um, I was able to get that companies, essentially their, their competitors or their, even you can call them their, their partners as clients. And so from day wow. one, I had positive cash flow. And within one wow. month, it's like I gave myself a 20% raise from my full-time job. Because remember, as a business person, when you uh, are on your own and you incorporate your company, that it comes with a lot of tax benefits as well. And so yes. you have to take into account that you might have been making $100,000 working your full-time job uh, with benefits. But when you're out on your own, especially I was in my mid-20s. So like the benefits didn't even apply to me in the corporation because I never went to the doctor, never used any medications. I mean, the, the healthcare that I got was just, I didn't need it. Same with the dental and vision and all that. Um, and, and then the other benefit was like they had a, a, a free gym membership with a personal trainer. So I could just train myself and pay the wow. extra $40 a month uh, for, for a gym membership. So so yeah, you do lose those benefits that you get. And then on top of that, but, or I should say, but on top of that, um, now you can uh, essentially get an accountant and get creative with your taxes and find ways to um, financially plan your future so that you're essentially giving yourself a raise because you went out on your own and you're saving on all those taxes that you were paying as a W-2 employee. Um, so anyway, I had those existing clients and, and then it's like you build up enough clientele and they start referring their friends, their clients, their colleagues, their That's partners. the holy grail. <laughs> That's, That's the, the holy grail. And, and they come your way and it just kind of has this multiplier effect to where now seven years later, um, I'm not really doing a whole lot of business development or sales for Krish Media and marketing because I've gotten it to a point to where um, it's kind of on autopilot. I'm happy with kind of the lifestyle business that I've turned it into. Um, and it's allowed, but more importantly, it's allowed me to get involved in other business ventures. So it's gotten me involved in uh, kind of private equity deals. It's gotten me involved in uh, joint ventures and, and private placements. It's gotten me involved in real estate investing because we get all sorts of clients. We get medical doctors, lawyers, real estate professionals, banks, brokerages, hedge funds, venture capital firms. And so after they do enough work in business with, with me, really, then they're like, hey, you know, I think you'd be good as a partner in this opportunity, or I think you should look into wow. this investment. And that's how I've gotten involved in other um, ventures using Chris Media and marketing as that kind of autopilot it's not a loss leader. I mean, it's how I've made my money and the money has allowed me to get involved in these other ventures. So, um, so that's how I've, 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 I've grown my clientele and, and gotten all these opportunities. And I would just say that, uh, for those listening and they want to learn more about how they also can grow their business and promote it and market it, check out my book, 50 shades of marketing. I'll even give them a free copy. If they visit nareshvisa.com, my website, uh, visit the website, uh, get on my email list and just send me a note through the contact form or send me an email. And I'd be glad to send you a, a free audiobook version, audible audiobook version of the book. That's awesome, guys. I, and I'll make sure to put that in the show notes, Quester, so that you guys can take advantage of that opportunity to um, read those books because you got to surround yourself with knowledge and, and knowledge. You can't have too much of it. 
you really can't. <laughs> you got to, you got to, this is one of those opportunities you have to get a free book that's going to actually bring a lot of value to your life. Um, especially in marketing. I think marketing is a huge pillar. I think it's so essential. And I think people um, don't realize just how quickly it's evolving. Um, Noresh, you can, you can explain this maybe better than I can, but even five, even two years ago, was marketing the same as it is today? Like, how has it changed? Marketing is changing, like you said, on a continuous basis. Marketing today is extremely different than it was two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I mean, 20 years ago, my job function didn't even exist. Like there there was, yeah, (laughs) like it, it, it didn't even, um, people didn't even know what it was because it didn't exist. And so that just goes to tell you, um, the convergence between technology and marketing Mm-hmm. They're almost one and the same. Uh, my company is really more a technology company than it is a marketing company because now you cannot do marketing without the technology. The technology aspect of it is really the, the lifeblood of, of marketing today because marketing is still online and digital. You might yep. say network marketing, you know, it's about the people who you know and this and that. Well, guess what? I am in front of my computer and I think I know a lot of people and it's not because I'm <laughs> traveling around the world, shaking hands or visiting networking events, giving out my business card. It's a technology that has allowed me to, um, to, to accomplish that, to, to build relationships, establish yes. relationships and to get business. I mean, it, it's people from, from the older generation are just completely, they're, they're, they're somewhat, um, puzzled at you know how can you how do you do this like in your like in your bedroom you know like yeah. how, <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> you know like they, they just don't really understand it because again it's that corporate mindset that they've had of just going into a cubicle and getting paid a flat paycheck they yep. don't really understand the concept of value creation that's what it's all about value creation the ability to provide value to people and to businesses and charging for that value. That's really how an economy works. If you read some of the classic economic books, like Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt or um, some some of the kind of of primers, even Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations, uh, it, it again goes back to value creation. So, um, to give you an idea now today, every minute, I mean, we've been talking now for 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> if you do, uh, let's say 30 minutes, we've had hundreds of thousands of dollars during this 30 minutes spent online. Um, really actually now it's, it's, it's millions of dollars spent online. We've had more than a billion emails sent during these 30 minutes. We've had, uh, again, more or not again, but more than a million tweets have gone out during these 30 minutes. So wow. um, these are all emails, uh, online ad spending, tweets. They're all kind of new 21st century media. Um, and they've become a necessity for the conducting of business, even business, even brick and mortar businesses like restaurant. I mean, now you see restaurants They've had to adapt. They're now on Uber Eats, Grubhub. Uh, They're utilizing online and digital, online newsletters, social media, uh, uh, special deal campaigns, whether it's for payments, information storage, 
research, marketing, billions of people around the world are now more connected digitally than ever before. Yes. And this, it, we are still in the beginning. This is only going to continue to grow. And if you think about the businesses that fail to live up to expectations, let's just think about some of the big names that we know about. In the oil and gas industry, there's so many businesses that um, have gone bankrupt over the past five or six years, uh, the latest being McDermott Company. Um, if you think about Lehman Brothers, if you think about Xerox, not Xerox, but um, Kodak, if you think about um, if you think about Blockbuster, these are companies that fail to live up to their expectations. Yep not because of the quality of their products or services. They probably had great customer service, good products at the time, but it was because they did not foresee the execution. Um, just because you can execute a product properly today doesn't mean you're going to be able to execute it 20 years from now. So it was really an inability to market themselves efficiently and effectively and to stay up to date with the 21st century demand. Um, and if so, if, if, if product working, if it was all about having a good product and good service, um, then the New York Times and so many other newspapers wouldn't be going broke. And the New York Times has actually done better since 2016. Um, but so many other newspapers, we know that's just oh, a yeah. dying industry, dying industry. Uh, we, we think about, um, we think about on uh, t network TV, same thing. So yep. cable anyway, TV, it's dying. It's all so many things are evolving so radio, fast. AMFM radio, terrestrial radio. Um, and it's because again, technology has been the disruption. And so as a business owner, you have to think about you are all technologists. Yes. You can't just uh think that you're gonna get away with not paying attention <laughs> to the technology and the marketing side. Yep. You have to, you have to embrace the reality of the fact that, and, and when we talk about growth, like literal growth, like the difference between just business, how it was done 10 years ago versus today, it's not one linear line of growth. It's almost a multiplier where it's just, it's, if you fall behind, you're falling behind fast, you know, and, and you have to just accept and embrace the fact that you need to be on top of where technology is right now and where it is heading here in the near future. Um, I can't even imagine what, what differences we'll see two, three years from now. Um, what, what different companies um, will slowly go out of business, just like these ones, like you said, Blockbuster and AM radio, FM radio. Um, 10 years from now, it's going to be a totally different society. We, we won't even recognize it compared to today. Well, I can tell you, I, I can already foresee what's, what's going to happen. So if you look at the biggest, most successful brands today, and this is based on actual data and market cap and revenue and number of employees. Um, so if we think about the biggest, most successful brands, they're only getting bigger. They are not getting yep. smaller because they are innovating and they're investing uh, billions upon billions of dollars to get bigger and to buy up their uh, competition. Yep, buy up their so those companies, just to name drop them, are Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Walmart, McDonald's. Those, in no Huge. particular order, um, those seven companies, uh, I think everybody listening has heard of those companies. I think everybody listen, listening uses their products uh, without even knowing it. They use their products um, or they have used their products. 
So um, I know like I, I'm an Apple user, but you know what? I still use Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel. Um, so, so yeah, <laughs> they so, still influence th- us. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's no getting around really these, these seven companies. Um, and, and so if you think about what they do and how they're implementing technology into their businesses, then you can kind of see, okay, well, the convenience store is, is in trouble. Huge. Um, oh my gosh. Trouble. I mean, really the grocery store in general is in trouble. Um, except for Walmart and Amazon, <laughs> uh, the grocery store is in trouble. Uh, restaurants are in trouble because now we can throw in Uber into the picture. Um, they're not in the top 10, but Uber is becoming, I mean, stealing market share. And you think about how now you don't have to go to a restaurant anymore. You can just order on Uber Eats and it's there at your door. The food is there in in 30 minutes, or you can spend an hour driving to the restaurant, taking the order, waiting for your food, waiting for your bill. Um, So what I'm saying is, uh, if we were to go down that list of of um, of kind of these brick and mortar businesses and how they're being disrupted by technology and how these big players like Walmart and Amazon and Uber and Microsoft and Google, I mean, Google is what's connecting all these comp- companies together. Everything. Um, so, so you look at or and, and the iPhone is is the is really the method that a lot of the business is being done. Um, so you have to, you have to take all that into account. And, and so moving forward, you know, just from a macroeconomic perspective, if, if I'm in one of those industries that I mentioned, um, I would be looking to sell right now and oh, yeah. <laughs> cash out and learn about technology and, and do something else. That, that's what I would be doing. That's actually fantastic advice, honestly, for anybody who's listening about, because the thing you should be thinking about for your business right now is how can you get yourself more prepared for the change you're going to make? You're going to have to make to further your business and to further your progression. I tell people all the time. um, I think the biggest principle behind any business and being successful is adaptation. You have to be able to adapt to the change that you're going to face. It's it's inevitable. Blockbuster didn't adapt. Nope. No. (laughs) And these come and and these, all these business, look, I'm not being a fear monger here. Right. It's not fear mongering because all of these business owners, you know, these, these motel owners, these hotel owners, they've, they felt the, the brunt of this through Airbnb, through Google. Oh my gosh. Um, they've absolutely felt it. So I'm not fear mongering. Like they've, they've complained about it. They've started lobbying against uh, companies like Airbnb. <laughs> and, and so there's no fear mongering wow. here. I'm just speaking. Yeah and the facts and it's only going to continue to get worse exactly and so you look at a, a company like sears holding sears was um was was like the retailer of the 80s it was like okay i need to i need to go get something for my house and you wouldn't even think twice it was, it was sears go to sears that's where you go in the 80s 90s it was just go to sears and it was everywhere every mall had a sears yep. and sears a couple of months ago filed for bankruptcy why did they do that? Because now you need something, you go to Walmart or you go to Amazon. Yep. That's it. Because Walmart has everything under one roof. It's not like you need to go to the bedding store to get your bedding stuff. And then you need to go to the grocery store to get your groceries. And then you need to go to a, a pharmacy, Walgreens to get your farm. 
all of that is under one space in Walmart. And that's what makes it so convenient. And the best part is it's at a super, super cheap, not even a oh, yeah. super cheap price. Um, and so that's very tough to beat. They're destroying the, the market there. They really and are. And in the case of Amazon, uh, it's the exact same idea, except now you just do it on your phone or your computer. And, and now it's everything. Now it's, it's literally it's, everything. Exactly. So, so now with Amazon, 10 years ago, they weren't in the, the pharmaceutical or like the, the, the medicine, you know, the, um, the kind of over-the-counter space. They were not in the grocery space. They were not in even the home improvement space. And now, if you want to get your lawn mowed, you can go on Amazon and hire a lawnmower. <laughs> you want to, yeah, yeah. And, Crazy. And, and you can, and they give you a list of everyone who's under their program and you can pick the guy who's, who has the cheapest rate and the best reviews, just like you would on any other Amazon product. Yeah. Um, if you want to get groceries, you can use Amazon and get your groceries delivered within one hour. Um, and again, very low affordable pricing. Their customer yeah. service is second to none. You don't have to go to a store and return a receipt and go th- wait in line and do all this stuff. It's like, boom, you press a few buttons on your phone, the money's back in your account in seconds. Um, you can't compete with that. And don't yeah. even try to compete. No, no. <laughs> if you have an idea and you're trying to compete against Amazon, you just give up now, really. <laughs> no, and, and, and look, you can try to compete with it and hope that they're going to buy you. Yeah, that, that's true. If you have a very innovative idea, that's actually probably well, a smart exactly. way to go. You, yes. you, you have the key right there. You said if you have a very innovative idea, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, going out and, and buying a, a, a convenience store um, is not exactly thinking that people are going to come and buy your stuff. Um, really, I think the convenience store business is, is heavily, uh, at least in major markets, maybe in some of these boonie towns, yeah. The convenience store business is still doing very well. If Walmart's more than five miles away, exactly. uh, the smartphone and the internet hasn't caught on yet. But guess what? Hey, it's not going to be like that 10 to 15 years from now. So you're still good. Um, if I were you, I would sell that store within the next five years. Um, but the, the technology is going to spread and catch up to those rural areas as well. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, just, just pay attention. And, and you exactly. said the innovative side, you know, if you have an innovative idea, absolutely. By all means, go ahead, uh, come out give with a product, give it a go. Hope that, I mean, that's a great goal to have, to have Amazon come in and, and buy your business. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Or any of these companies, Amazon, Google, Walmart, Microsoft, et cetera. Right. Uh, great goal to have. Uh, but, but, um, but technology, as I mentioned, is is the key to the 21st century economy. Yes, yes. And also, a kind of another note I wanted to add on there, if you have a great idea and it's very innovative and you're thinking like, man, this could like, I, I want to compete against Amazon. Well, yeah, also be aware of your surroundings. Like these guys have resources that you might never have ever in your life, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, to have the goal of maybe eventually adding on to that and being a part of that growth and the evolution of what that can become is really, yeah, it's a really good goal to have. Um, and I, I love, I just love this to- topic because what we're trying to do here, Questers, Naresh and I, we're not trying to, and maybe actually, maybe we are a little bit, but we're not trying to scare you into never jumping into business, right? Because of all these things that you have to worry about and be aware of and, and give attention to. Um, but more than anything, we're trying to wake people up, I think, to to how important it is to focus on pillars that really are they're small pillars, like marketing. They're simple pillars, I should say. They're big pillars, but they're simple pillars. And 
you have the resources all around you to be able to learn how to utilize these and take advantage of these in your business and to make it grow and to make it um, successful. Um, for example, like Naresh was talking about his book, 50 Shades of Marketing. Right there, you have a resource that can help you find effective ways to use marketing in your business. And I, I'm just going to say, because we don't have so much time left, um, Naresh, I, I seriously am so thankful that you took the time with us today to talk a little bit about this, um, about technology. Um, but I guess a very last question, if there was any little bit of advice that you would try to give everyone, um, what would that be? What would the, what would the ultimate advice that you could give be to everybody? Well, I, I'm going to have to give several pieces of advice. One, <laughs> one advice is, is, is difficult. So let me start with one thing. Number one, Please. if you're listening and you have an interest in business or entrepreneurship, get started now. Don't wait, don't put off on it. And by get started, I mean, get Robert Kiyosaki's book, read it, get my book, yep. go through it. You're going to have all sorts of ideas jumping through your head. Whatever you're interested in, go on the internet, read more about it, find out more about it, take courses. There are free courses available on Udemy. There's so many online courses available uh, or really low-priced books um, and, and, and other resources that, that, you, that are to your advantage. So definitely uh, utilize all these. The next thing I would say, it, well, as an offshoot to that, the sooner you get started, the better. Yes. Um, I think the younger you are, and young is, is a very relative term. You could be 50 years old, and I could say, okay, that's still young. Um, but, but anyway, um, you definitely want to get started. You don't want to hold off on it. You don't want to put things off. Just go ahead. Just do it. Then, as I, I've already brought this up earlier, but there are three keys to success in business, in my opinion, or just in life in general, and that's focus, that's leverage, and that's value creation. Um, and then I'll add a third, a fourth one, which is skill sets. That's uh, bringing skill, not skill sets, but skills. And so number one is focus. That's not being mentally, that, that's not really, uh, yeah, it is being mentally prepared and concentrating, but it's also understanding what works best for your business and attacking that, not focusing on yes. other things that aren't helping your business. And I see businesses doing this all the time where they're focusing on the wrong things that aren't growing their business. So uh, that's, what folk, that's, that's what I call focus in business. It's focusing on what's, what's growing your business and what's generating that 80%, 90% of revenue for your business and really attacking it. Yeah. The second thing I said is leverage. So leverage is basically building yourself up to the point that clients or business is coming to you so that you're, you've become that authority. And then uh, in the case of Amazon, for example, I said, people need something, they take out their phone, they get it on Amazon. They want to find out more about something, they take out their phone, they use Google. Um, that's leverage that these companies have built up. It's, they hold a lot of power over people. And you want to build up that leverage as best as you can. And then the third thing is uh, value creation. So I talked about this before. If you can create value for other people, other businesses, then you're always going to be kind of that go-to guy. That's how you grow your business. Um, so value creation, even when you're not getting anything in return, is incredibly key to business success. And then the last thing is skills. So skills include being able to use a computer. That's, there's a lot. I mean, it's a tiny little device, but there's a lot that you can learn, uh, whether just going through my applications over the last 24 hours. I mean, there's Infusionsoft, there's, Ma there's MailChimp, there's um, here, there's a Zoom, 
there's Google, the Google suite, there's the entire Microsoft suite, there's uh, Yahoo Mail, just email in general, then there are all these apps on your smartphone, apps on the, the computer, there's um, QuickBooks, I mean, there's yep. so, these are all skills, and the ability to not just read and and uh, learn, that's a skill, learning, but it's not just reading and writing and speaking. Those are like the basic skills that you need. Um, but on top of that, it's all these other tech skills, all these other actual skills. Look, I could name millions of these. Every profession has certain skills, um, but just become good at those skills and, mm. and develop those skills. If you can do these four things, I think uh, you'll be just fine when it comes to business. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Naresh, for being here on the show with us. We really appreciate your advice um, and your experience. So um, thank you for yeah taking the time to be here and answer my questions. I, I know it's, that uh, I enjoyed it. No, it's been awesome, Caleb. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Questers, never forget that every Thursday we come on with new episodes. It's important that you tune in because you're going to hear from people like Naresh who give their, their experiences, their perspectives on business and different facets of success. Our, our goal here on Success Quest is to help you become morally more wholly successful. And, and I hope that um, you guys enjoyed this. If you did, give us some feedback, rate, subscribe, um, and also go check out Naresh. Naresh, how can we check you out more? What was your website one more time? And then I'll make sure to put it in the show notes so everyone can follow it. Sure, visit NareshVisa.com. All my books are available there. Contact me through the page. Uh, email me. I'll send you a free copy of 50 Shades of Marketing. You can also go on Amazon, type in my name, Naresh Visa. All my books are available there. But you will have to pay for it if you go through Amazon. Um, and then Krish Media and Marketing is my company. Krish, K-R-I-S-H, MediaMarketing.com. You can see everything we do at our digital marketing agency. That's awesome. Well, you guys heard it here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time on Success Quest. You guys have a successful day.